the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. The markets are within a skosh of all-time highs. What's interesting about that is I could replay that line next year and the year after and the year after because seven out of ten years, the market's near all-time highs. Those are impressive odds. I'd take those odds to Vegas. I'd pounce on that. Are you with me against me? So lots going on right now. Lots going on. We're starting to move into earnings season. Sometimes the headlines are a little bit weaker than others. Like the start of this week was a little bit dry. Behold a mackerel. Chevron is going to spend $33 billion to buy Anadarko. Hmm. You have 20 major energy players in the world. Now you've got one less. Okay. Big oil and gas company buying a big gas company. Big pipelines merging all this stuff together. Uh, Chevron's going to be a better play for it for as far as income goes. But we've been talking about companies like Chevron and Exxon recently. In the face of uh, electric vehicles, in the face of more solar power, the more wind power, minus the fact that Donald Trump claims wind power causes cancer, uh, Donald, um, there is a shift, but I, I sense that we're going to be using oil and gas when I die, and I sense that we'll be using oil and gas when my kids die. Um, and again, when I'm wrong, that's going to be awesome, but until we get a, a plane up in the sky or a, a rocket up in the space that doesn't use oil and gas, uh, you see where I'm going with that? So I, I, I get it. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase reported record revenue and net income for the first quarter. I like J.P. Morgan Chase. If you're going to be a long-term patient investor, same with Goldman Sachs. They're out of favor now because we've kind of turned into a world of the... Wall Street's kind of like that that dog. Have you ever given... A dog, a treat. Not a good idea. Ladies, don't give straight 21-year-old men free beer because they'll keep coming around. And do not, do not give a stray dog a bone because he will keep coming back. Um, And that's kind of where we are with the whole interest rate environment. We're in the super friendly, like super low, and that doesn't really terribly work for huge profits at banks. But they've got nice profits. So I'd I'd consider Goldman Sachs or JPMorgan Chase. Um, for sure. And the fact that Goldman Sachs recently said they're going to make a relationship with Apple so that they're going to do a credit card with them. That's like Goldman Sachs. They did not used to like the average person on the street, but now they want to work with the average person on the street. Hey, in a, a fit of, I told you so, and I don't like being the guy who says, I told you so, but here's the moment where Rob Black becomes the guy. I told you so Disney pops to all time highs today. Do you know why? Because of Disney plus. Do you know who told you about Disney Plus over a year ago? Me. I told you so. Did I tell you that I was going to move the stock? Yes. Did I say get in in the 90s when you could? Yes. In low 100s when you could? Yes. So Disney comes out and basically says, we're offering up competition later this year to Netflix, and it's cheaper. And here's where I, I absolutely love it. Would there be a Netflix if there was no Disney? Whoa. 
Because didn't you used to watch the Star Wars films on Netflix? Didn't you used to watch the superhero films on Netflix? Before Netflix was Netflix and they had their own originals? I know, it's, it's kind of a heavy thought though, right? So Disney's sitting at 128 at this point in time. Has it been a big winner in the last two years? No. Now it has when you factor in today's closing price, wherever it's going to be. Has it been a big winner this year? Yes. I bring it up in, in large part because Disney was around when I was a little kid. That, that hottie, Cinderella... I had a thing for her sister. You know, the one who was big, fat, and had warts all over her face? No, I like Cinderella. I had a thing for her as a kid. I was like, ooh, I could be a Prince Charming. Trust me, I was anything but a Prince Charming. I had some shoes that if you put your, your foot in, it would have been pretty gross. I once hid an Easter egg in a pair of sneakers for Easter. You know how you hide things? My brothers couldn't find it. Let's just say three months later when I put that shoe on and my foot went right through that maggot-infested... Um, hard-boiled egg. Mmm, delicious. The smell was no bueno. So Disney comes out and they say, we're going to we're gonna do something. And it's going to be $6.99 a month. And instantly parents like it because you take your kids to one Disney flick. Let's say you go to see that Cars 4 this summer. Husband, wife, two kids, popcorn. You're not getting out of there for under 60 70 80 bucks. So you look at Disney's offering at 7 bucks a month and you go, okay, let's do the math. Oh, that's one, one day to the movies. And wait, I can watch all of these movies in one sitting? I can watch Star Wars 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9 will be out by then, right? Close. Doesn't matter. Don't pay attention to the facts. Um, but then you can go, I want my kid to be just like me. I want him to see episode 4 before he sees episode 1. And you're just messing with your kid's mind when you're projecting yourself on your kid. But anyway, you get the idea. Six ninety nine a month, and plans raise monthly prices, and some of the more popular plans up to eleven or thirteen dollars. You get The Simpsons. You know, this is funny because The Simpsons. You don't think Disney, do you? In fact, you think Bart Simpson probably would 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 strangle Mickey Mouse if left in a, in a in a room with him. But Disney and, and Bob Iger, he said, "I got the idea. I got the idea to buy Fox." And for the record, I think. Uh, Bob Iger. I don't think he's mafia, but I kind of in my head, I, I want him to be mafia, if that makes any sense. He goes, I got this idea. I want to buy 21st Century Fox. I want I want their library. But Mr. Iger, you've got Mickey Mouse. You've got Iron Man. You've got Princess Leia. No, no, no. I want that little kid Bart. You think that's how that went? When he does a streaming service and you can get 30 years of The Simpsons, boom, bam. Just like that. And then you could like totally project on your kid. Kid, whatever your age... I used to watch The Simpsons, and look at me, I've gone nowhere in my life, I'm a loser. I'm the guy, the comic book guy. Wait, the comic book guy is a real guy? Yes. So at some point in time, you're going to say, I give up, I want this. And like, Disney's got this product, and again, if you have kids, you get every Disney movie, every superhero movie, right? There's a value in that, plus you get National Geographic, plus at some point in time, they're going to go, guys, don't you want to watch ESPN Plus when your kids are done watching all these movies? And we'll throw that in for an extra five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it is. And I'll tell you what, now that gambling is becoming more legalized in in America, sports gambling, and now that marijuana is becoming more legalized, I'll tell you the investment. (laughs) It's Pepsi. Because they make munchables, they make chips, they make things that you want to do when you're sitting on your couch, gambling, sitting on your couch, smoking a little weed, enjoying yourself, throwing the chips up your mouth. I know you're saying, you throw chips up your mouth? You do not. You do not. My first racket was in second grade. Do you know what my racket was? I, I'd drink people's milk at lunch. I'd say, give me your milk. 
and they give me their milk, and uh, I could shoot it. I could drink it in my mouth and shoot it out my nose. So my racket was getting free milks. I know you're saying, why didn't you go for money, or why didn't you come up with like selling pencils and becoming a, a millionaire like Jay Z? Well, because I, I liked milk. <laughs> so let me tell you, follow your passions that have money tied towards them. Milk, milk no bueno. Oh, it's really funny when you throw a hot sauce at milk and shoot it out your nose, though. So Disney, all-time high, up 10%. That's a big move for Disney in one day. And I hate to say it, but I told you so. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Secret time! This song has a clap thing that goes like clap your legs and one of those things. And I can't figure it out. I've never been able to hear beats in my head. I can hear beats in my feet. I know you're saying you don't have ears in your feet. Well, there's a flaw in that. But anyway, secret time. I can't hear beats. I can't recreate that. Dun, 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 dun. Anyhow, um, we're all good at something is what I'm trying to get at. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Hey, the Barracuda are heading towards the playoffs. You should check them out at sjbarracuda.com. And tonight, if you get a chance, check out the San Jose Sharks as they go up against the the dreaded, the evil, the historic hockey powerhouse, Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights. Great, great um, sport. There's three sports, in, or there's three seasons in hockey. That first thing that goes into, like, February, it's crap. It's crap. Game zero to 60, it's crap. It's just there to sell tickets and beer. Game 60 to 80, when you're making that push for the playoffs, it's getting kind of interesting. Kind of weeding out the... The wheat and the chafe, the, the boys, the men, the women and the girls, the, I don't know. And then that playoffs, it's all that in a bucket of chicken. But you got to be careful. That's when the sales teams go at you the hardest. That's when if you've ever given your email or your phone number, the salespeople are like, hey, do you want tickets to go to the Sharks game? Sure, I can get them for you for this weekend's game, but you have to buy 10 tickets next year. And I go, ooh. And you get kind of caught up in the emotion, right? This bull market has no expiration date. It just celebrated its 10th birthday. It's hitting an all-time high, basically, as we speak. So that commercial that comes on that goes, the markets could drop, maybe the markets could drop 50%. Are you worried of losing everything again? You never lost anything. It went down, it went back up to a record. It went down, it went back up to a record. It went down, it went back up to a record. I hate, I hate the commercials that sell fear. You know what argon gas is? Argon gas is one of those gases that has, like... I don't know if you, there's like the gaseous form, there's the liquid form, there's the solid form. Argon gas is one of those gases that if you fill up a room and put someone in it, they'd melt. Like they'd be completely gone. The bones and everything would just melt into a big old pile of goo. I wouldn't mind throwing some people who make commercials that talk about the markets going down because it's the best investment you can make. It's up seven out of 10 years. It's at all time highs. There is no 50% correction that's going to wipe you out and maybe make you poor. But those commercials will sell you gold. Those commercials will sell you um, a hard asset, like you're lending them money and then they're lending it to someone else. Tickle, tickle. And they're doing it like for the honor of 9%. Ooh, thank you so much. I get a house at 9%. Double the rate, right? That's why people hate people who lend money. Now you're saying that's, that's why. So the bull markets don't die of old age. Since 1949, the average bull markets lasted five years and four months. We're in year 10. Mm, I'm not sure I'd use the gold sound effect there, but yeah, because I just bash gold in a way, and then you're tying it into something positive. Okay, I'm going to write that one down. We're going we're gonna to come up with an incident report. It's so the longest bull market ever that you'll remember. 
ran from 1987 to 2000. What happened between 87 and 2000? We went from pages to cell phones. Everyone had a cell phone. No one had a cell phone, then everyone had a cell phone. That was a big thing. And we went from really slow computers to a little bit faster, to a little bit faster, to pretty blazingly hot fast. We went from, you know, uh, 16-bit blocks to lifelike animations and video games. That's nice work. I would agree with it. So that was the last biggest boom, 87 to 2000, about 12 years, a little bit more than 12 years. The shortest bull market was from 1966 to 1968. Man, you woke up and it was over. And you're like, oh, all the money I'm making in record highs. It's over. And you had a little bit of a pullback. And it's a little bit of a disappointment, right? This one, I felt rich for the better part of 10 years. And you know that consumer psychology aspect of it? If you think you're getting rich, you kind of like act like you're rich. Suddenly you're like, uh, first wife becomes second wife. You know, first ring becomes bigger second ring. First house becomes, well, now there's two houses. And then, oh, don't even get me started. Like, with money comes problems. With confidence of a bull market always going up. Eh, you know, I, there's some theories here that the Federal Reserve is not going to allow us to have a bear market or a recession. That At this point in time, they've raised interest rates enough that the next time it looks like we're going to lose jobs. And we're not losing jobs. And if people have money, I can tell you one thing. They go to the bar on Friday night and smoke cigarettes. If they go to the bar on Friday night and smoke cigarettes, they eventually stand outside and it's cold. And to break the ice and try to stay warm, they talk to someone. They fall in love, they make babies, and they help the economy. It's all because they have jobs and they hate their jobs and they hate their boss. Hey, but it's Friday. I'm going to tell your boss to take this job and shove it. Shall we play a little um, Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, a little 9 to 5 action? Jane Fonda. Wow, Jane Fonda was in that movie. She's had a career. Whether you like her or not, she has had a career. So... Bull markets last a long time, 10 years, and then there's times where it's short, two years. They average about five and a half. You feel wealthy during it. You are wealthy during it because you're maxing out your 401k. We're talking about that. So bears will warn that the markets will have that big bounce. And by the way, Dolly Parton, I think um, if she didn't have the how should we say, um, uh, the distractions of her body? I think she would have been a bigger artist. So it's kicking voice and a little twangy for sure. But what a unique voice. I know you're saying, you're not talking Dolly Parton, are you? You know there's a uh, an amusement park called Dolly World or Dollywood? True story. I think it's either in Missouri or somewhere, but it's in one of those places that if your car breaks down, don't get out of the car. And whatever you do, don't send your hot girlfriend down the road with an empty gas tank. Gas can. Knocking on doors. Hey, can I come in? Does anyone know you're here? No, our car broke down down in the back of the road. I know you said you're, you're quitting this job and you're going Hollywood, aren't you, Rob? Because you know every friggin' movie story ever made. So, okay, I want to hit one quick stock right now. One man's trash is another man's treasure. You've all heard this, right? You can go into a thrift shop in Palo Alto... And do very, very well. And you'll find clothes that still have tags on them that were, you know, $65, $85. This is better than Ross. We're definitely going to Ross or TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx just has sweater. Calvin Klein, $150. But you can get it for $34 today. And you're like, what? And then you kind of realize that it's got the stitching of, like, small children. And, like, maybe they did the bad work or something. But there's something to be said about that. So everyone's trash. Someone else's, you know, treasure, Right. So you get kind of like the whole Palo Alto angle. And like you can get skis and ski jackets. Like you can get all sorts of stuff that rich people take and drop off. But how about investing in trash? You know, there's companies that are publicly traded. 
You know, you look at the trash man and you go, hmm, I want to marry that man because he's going to have a great pension one day and retire early on a big fat salary, but he's going to smell like high heck for the first 25 years of your love and passion, right? But it's going to be a big fat pension. I, there's something to be said for hauling other people's trash. But anyway, there are investments, and we'll talk about that and much, much more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Got some great downloadables, things that you can look at to see where you're going at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the very first stocks I bought 20 plus years ago was a company called Waste Management. It's an interesting one because what they do is they come and pick up your trash. And there's basically two players in all the United States. Now, here's the problem. It's not quite that simple. You're like, well, there's only two companies, and it sounds like you're on a monopoly board. And you either land on waste management or you land on Republic Services. Buy them both, and we win the trash war. There's some truth to that. There is some truth to that. Now, here's the problem. A lot of these companies, Waste Management and Public Services, they went around town, and they they, pick up some, and I hate to use the word Goomba, but let's just say the trash business might be... How shall we say heavily influenced by Italians? Maybe, maybe like Frank Sinatra. I've got a deal you can't turn down kind of thing. Like maybe a little godfather of the trash empire. So companies like Republic Services and Waste Management come knocking and say, hey, Tony, Tony Soprano, can we buy your trash company? And he's like, sure. But you didn't realize the trash company was really a front for a stripping company. Uh, what are those called? I've never been in one. Uh, places where people take their clothes off. Oh, a strip club. That's what they say. So maybe the strip club's a front for laundering money of drugs, which is also tied towards... Like, okay, so a lot of bad acquisitions. A lot of the trash companies in the United States were kind of mom and pops. So when you go out and buy them, sometimes you're buying their problems. Sometimes you're... Literally, sometimes it's a mafia-type business. Not very often. I'm not going to save that. You got a problem with me? You got a problem with me? I love when people snap on innocent people like taxi drivers. You looking at me? Taxi driver's like, dear God, just let me get through a shift without another San Francisco crazy. New York crazy. New York crazy is the craziest of the craziest. But, okay, so they buy a lot of companies that have a lot of problems. Like, if you were to run a money management company, and I were to run a money management company, maybe I'd be more conservative. Maybe you'd be like, oh, I'm going to do all these write-offs. I'm traveling. I'm going to take my waffle to Hawaii and say it was research. And so if someone buys your company, it's going to be more of a problem than someone buys my company, right? So I like waste management as, the, as an idea. I very, very, very much so do because there's not a lot of competition and one man's trash is another's treasure. They charge you every month, right? And we have kids, you get a bigger trash can and they charge you more for that. And then when you're by yourself, you have a smaller trash can. You can charge for that. Waste management tops the heap in the U.S. solid waste industry. You know, I could put a, a, a bag of batteries on top of my trash can and they'll take them and recycle them. And they're going to charge me somehow, some way, some shape. And at one point in time, we used to recycle our own bottles. And then the company's like, hey, we'll recycle and get the, your deposit back. Just put them out on the curb. And like, oh, wait, wait. That money does go. That, they make money on that kind of stuff. They operate landfills. 250 of them, over 300 transfer stations, over 100 material recovery facilities. Do you want to get into that business? Now. So that there, there, there's a company that's already in business doing that. So waste management has never really been the most glorious company. Because the margins aren't great, but it is a utility-type company, which pays a dividend. You know that people have to get their trash picked up in good economies and bad economies. 
and you don't think they're going to ever cut prices, do you? Uh, I I had a situation once where I, I was told if you have too much and it doesn't fit in the container, you can just leave the bag right next to it, and they'll take it. And then I got charged $5 for that. I'm like, wait, wait, you told me I could do this. And they're like, well, we could have told you we were going to charge you too, but we didn't. I'm like, oh. I was like, I certainly would have taken it to the park and just thrown it all over the baseball field if I knew you were going to charge me $5. Internal editor on. I certainly would have waited another week and then given it to you at the proper time. So waste management and public services are publicly traded. Both have recently been downgraded to hold from buy over at Stifle. And the target is higher than it is right now. 10 11% higher. And I'm like, 10 11%? I'll take that. Markets are up 15% this year. Holy mackerel. We're at a 10-year bull market. Woo! You don't ask for better than that, and yet, at the same time, I'm like, 11%, that's that's a higher price target. That's where you're going versus where you've been. You know, I, I wish I would have invested more money last week if I knew we were going to be at all-time highs this week, right? The negative sentiment right now seems kind of strange when you look at waste management, when you look at our trash issues. And, you know, California's kind of interesting. I remember in San Francisco, they're like, you're going to have three different waste materials. You're going to have recycling. It has, like, people are like, what? I can't just put all my trash in one bag anymore? You figure out how to, like, no, and you get fined, and, and, and th- like, we seem to be g- at a good spot of, like, trying to figure out waste hauling and recycling operations and, you know, the commodities being returned and reused a second or third time. So take a look down the road. Recycling revenue accounts for about 10% of waste management's to- uh, total. And down the road, you know, working with different municipal- municipalities ain't the easiest type of, of, of business relationship to set up. Now, again, I'm going to tell you to buy these, but there's two of them. Waste management and Republic Services. And I, I throw that out there because I guess there's only two really semiconductor companies and two really GPU companies, right? A little bit different, but you get the idea. How many operating systems, how many uh, big social networks are there? And that brings me to the next thought of, like, why does anyone ever want to invest in number three? I don't get it. I don't get it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some of the top stories out there at this point in time is the market's starting to head towards a presidential election. And it's my belief, because I'm cynical, that Americans tend to vote with their pocketbook. And you don't have to have the popular vote to win the president. You just have to have enough states cobbled together to win that electoral system. I I think you're going to see a campaign on, if you take a look at the first Friday of every month, unemployment. People have jobs. And people are like, I, I don't want to rock the boat. It's quite interesting that that's the concept. Like, we don't like change. We don't like change. I hate change. It freaks me out. I like to get a postcard on change. You know, Milpitas changed the name to Milopitas. I'm good with it because I've got a postcard. I like it. Los Gatos, they just changed their name to the City of Cats. I'm good with it because I got a postcard. If I didn't know that, I was driving through. I should have seen a sign that says, Welcome to the City of Cats. Freak me out. I would not like that. So, the year is divided into months, right? It's in, into quarters first quarter second quarter third quarter fourth quarter the thing that matters the most to me is that jobs report that comes out every friday i love it 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 the first friday of every month the second thing that matters to me is there a second thing that matters to me no really i could kind of i could wrap the show up and say pay attention to the first friday of every month if it's a good number we have jobs stay the way your 401k you're done yeah there's there's a couple other data points out there that are important but earnings season i like because you get to like to tell the truth. You get to see companies come clean. Like Apple's got this big, massive issue at this point in time that for about six months ago, they said, in our earnings call, we're not going to tell anyone how many phones we sold. We're going to tell many people how many active accounts there are. And you're like, why are you not telling us how many phones you're selling? 
Oh, you're not selling as many as you used to. Oh, the growth isn't there. Oh, the replacement cycle's lasting longer. You don't like talking about the negatives. Don't you wish on your first date with your wife that she would have told you every dirty habit she has? Like, I don't know what a door on a bathroom is. You're going to see me, you're going to see me expunge things out of my body that you probably don't want to see. Don't you wish you would have said that and she probably would have said, oh yeah, I could cook gourmet until I got a ring on my finger. And then you're going to get like cigarettes and ragu spaghetti. And you're saying cigarettes. Yeah, she smokes when she's making spaghetti. It's her thing. And then she does her hair over the spaghetti instead of adding spices. It's just hair dander. Don't you wish she would have told you that? The things you wish you would have known, right? So investing, good solid markets, stay the course, that kind of thing. Um, Have a good shopping list. I think that's super important. So like a waste management republic services, you don't even have to buy them. But why not compare the two? Look at the price to sales ratio of each, the price to earnings ratio of each. How much debt does each one have per share? What's their dividend that they're kicking back to you, the shareholder? And again, like you take a look at a PG&E and you're like, it's a utility company. People have to have electricity. Good economies, bad economies. Oh, but there's liability when a power line snaps, and people die in their houses. So the question is, does waste management have the liability? It's a utility. It's kind of a widows and grandma and grandchildren kind of investment. So I've given you the, everything you need to succeed on that and learn how to invest. Maybe your PLP for your children's school instead of something incredibly inane and stupid like, hey, what's it like to live in a foreign country? Maybe it's something along the lines of like, hey, what's it like to invest in a stock? I know you're saying you're trying to get our kids addicted to investing. You bet I am. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Earnings season comes every 90 days. And it's the number two thing that I look at behind the jobs report. And I look at particular companies. You saw Disney come out and talk all about Disney Plus. Now they're doing that because they're still 30 plus days away from their earnings. So that 30 plus days and that countdown, companies don't talk. They don't give material information. Um, but Disney six ninety nine a month streaming immediately makes it a value winner over Netflix. Um, and they tell you that kind of stuff. It's kind of a press release to me. Whereas the earnings call is kind of a press release as well for the first 45 minutes. But if you've never listened to a conference call, it's fantastic. I once was on one with a guy, uh, Sunbeam. And Sunbeam was stuffing the channel. That means they were like sending toasters to Iowa and saying they were sold. And they were just in a, a warehouse in Iowa. More and more toasters, more and more toasters, more and more toasters. And the, the, the CEO, he was nasty. He would scream at us. He goes, you don't even know how to ask a question next. And when he fell, he fell hard and he, he went down like a crying baby. He went down like a whimpering teenage girl who was just dumped on prom. It was fantastic because he was so mean and nasty to analysts. You got to listen to conference calls. That's when you're going to get the good material, the, cons, the calls between the analysts and the uh, companies. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Do you remember growing up in the 80s and 90s, there was a comic strip? I know you're saying comic strip. We millennials never actually cut down trees to read newspapers. There's a comic strip called The Far Side. It was by Gary Larson. And one of his, his things, and I loved it. I thought that was the most creative thing. I'd, like, I'd have my bowl of cereal before I go to school or a big old bowl of salad. I know you're saying you ate salad for breakfast. Please don't judge me. But um, you'd look at it, and there was one that was like, it was called the Boneless Chicken Ranch. And it was all these just chickens that were laying on the ground because they had no bones. It was kind of funny. And that's kind of my image of millennials. I kind of imagine millennials sitting around the house, on the couch, becoming part of a couch, becoming fused to it, to the point when the 
ambulance comes and takes them away that they're like we don't know how to cut a human being from a couch get the jaws of life try not to pinch off too much skin and like okay okay i get it so i kind of figure that like, well uber the whole idea of coming public is you no longer you open your kimono you show the world everything and it, it goes very back disney i can show you the world i do both parts the guy and the girl but i do the girl in a feminine voice <laughs> Um, I can show you the world. So Uber has to show us the world. And here's the problem. Lyft, if you look at their financials, I don't see how they could be profitable till 2020. And then you look at Uber and you go, I don't see how they could be profitable. And you're like, you don't you can't even quantify when it's all about global domination. It's like what? Okay. Here's the business plan. Phase one, get lots of people on rides. Phase two, phase three, make money. <laughs> and you're like, hey, what is business part two? We get a lot of people on the rides. We lose a lot of money. And then threes make a lot of money. And that's the problem with Uber. Like, there's so many money-losing ways that they're doing their business right now. And truly autonomous cars that can come and pick you up, probably going to be 10 to 20 years. Even though we have the technology now, we just need government to turn it on. It's a conspiracy theory that's all done by actors. That's right. Donald Trump's really been dead for 14 years. He's an actor. He's a person of the state. What's the state, Alex? So Uber can transition from a money-losing ride-hailing company to a money-losing global platform of Uber Freight and Uber Eats. It's going to become a powerhouse business. Uber's food delivery efforts, it is so simple. And when you dig into it, they lose tons of money. Revenue grew 149% from 2017 to 2018. But their growth now is starting slow. Uber Eats is ahead of business-wise Grubhub. And they're losing a lot of money. So the question is, and we kind of went through this once back in 2000, of, do we really need someone to come into our house with groceries and put groceries in your house like a web van was doing? Do we, do the, do the millennials, the millennials have got social media, like, hey, I could sit on my couch and play Facebook. Wait, wait, Facebook's not a game. So I, I had too many edibles. I'm feeling kind of sick. Emergency rooms are saying that edibles are like a, a spiking cause of business that... They say that when you eat edibles, and I only, I've only i only heard this. I've never actually practiced it, but you can always take more. You can't take less. So, ladies, that's going to be my PSA. You know, some people are like, hey, everyone, don't forget to get your dogs and catch spade and neutered. At the end of the show, I'm going to say, hey, everyone, um, you could always uh, eat Fritos. No, no, you could always take less. You could always eat more. You can't take less. And now you know. And on my next episode, what happens when you get pregnant? Rob's going to give you all the answers. I know you're saying, I'm tuning into that one. Saturday morning at 7 o'clock here on KDOW. Growth in the food industry is essential to Uber's IPO because that's where they have had some growth. They've had the kind of the growth. 20, 20% of their business comes from five cities around the world. San Francisco, New York, blah, 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 blah. That's about as far as I care about all the other cities. But they have a very concentrated ride-hailing business in San Francisco and New York. Very concentrated. So the, the food delivery is something they came out with last year. And, like, it's kind of cool. Most of the company, most of the restaurants that I like to eat at, yeah, and they do a pretty good job of getting into your house with styrofoam and some other things that are not good. But they do a pretty good job. It's not like the old delivery where it was just 45 minutes and it was sogging old. That's, like, where Domino's made their money. They had that void noid where it was 30 minutes or it was free. They would get you a pizza in 30 minutes or free. What a business. Because it was still hot. You knew it was hot, right? From the time you ordered, they made it. And you could, you could always mess with them to see if they were truly made it and say, I want light sauce. Or I want double sauce. And you're like, it's swimming in sauce. that you really made it. So anyway, um, that's where they did really, really well. They, they kind of reinvented that platform. 
And to this day, Domino's Pizza is an amazing powerhouse of a stock. You know why? Well, because they still get it there fast. They don't do it in 30 minutes or free. They, they did 30 minutes or $3 off. And they had to change all this because, like, too many drivers were running over little children. Those little children and their bouncy balls getting in the way of a fresh, hot deli- uh, pizza. Oh, sorry about your daughter. You got another one, right? So... Yes, they kind of had to change the business model, but they really did. And it, you can public, you can buy it. And what they do well is they do something that costs about a buck fifty, and they sell it for fifteen bucks. That's what they do. Now you could be talking about Intel, something that costs a buck fifty, and they sell it for one hundred and fifty bucks. Or the technology behind it. So you get the idea, right? So Uber Eats is super important. Uber Eats adjusted revenue fell from a peak of two hundred eighteen million in the second quarter to one hundred sixty five million. It doesn't mean that they're selling less food. It's the total value of the food Uber is delivering keeps going up. People are getting really comfortable with it. I know a couple people who work for Uber, and I'm telling you, they, they, they're posting messages from Dubai, and they're posting messages from India, and they're posting messages all around the world. That's where they're going to crush Lyft. They've got vision, 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 whereas Lyft is like, let's be a competitor to Uber in the United States. Oh, good day, eh? We're back in Minnesota. Ding, 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 ding. So ride hail and adjusted revenue is going to shrink a little bit. The cost per ride, I just, Uber and Lyft are showing us one thing. The path to profitability is going to be difficult. And in the end, it's all about the path to profitability. Now, in the meantime, Uber's going to come up with like credit cards and go, ooh, a credit card. There will be bells and whistles along the road. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.